Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Faith, Hope, and Trick and Beauty and the Beasts. But before we get into those, I think we want to take a moment to just set a shout out to our listeners. Woo. We love you guys. You're the best. Yeah. Uh, Thank you're you the guys. reason we're doing this, obviously to bring Buffy to the world. <laughs> um, but it's so great to hear back from everyone. And it's so nice um, to hear from people saying that, you know, they're listening mm-hmm. and that, you know, they're to keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a, a shout out to a few people that we hear from personally, obviously Frankie and Rufus, everybody knows and loves because yeah, they were awesome. on the show. They wrote us wrote an us amazing song. song and they continue to be, uh, vocal in Mm -hmm. their support of the podcast and we just love them um also raven is a very active Mm -hmm. follower for us on social media we hear from her and it's just so nice that she's just so enthusiastic about the show and we love hearing from her we just got a great message from lauren Mm -hmm. uh she and her husband are new to buffy and listening in the same order as the podcast is. Yeah. So she's not watching new episodes of Buffy until the podcast is coming out, which is fun. That's awesome. Um, Sorry for any spoilers. but She did mention yeah. like sometimes they have to like earmuff it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice that they're sticking with us. And I'm excited yeah. for new fans, the people that aren't familiar with Buffy. It's a great show. I love that we're giving people an excuse to either get to or go back to Buffy, which yes. is, I think, a, a great thing that I think a podcast can do. Yes. Uh, also, Kendra is a follower of ours on Facebook and she's, um, she's also often commenting on there and yes, she does love. <laughs> is this her only podcast? <laughs> probably not. She Maybe. Probably I know. More than one. Sure. Um, and then Nicola, uh, also has been, uh, an avid follower and a vocal follower and we love her and she's, um, she's reached out to us and yeah. we're really happy that she's a fan of the show. So thanks guys. Thank you. We love you all and um, virtual hugs, virtual hugs. I see you peeking out of the stacks and between <laughs> the volumes of text on demons. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep up that metaphor. Yeah. Keep, keep working with that. <laughs> we'll get back to it next week. <laughs> Why? What's next week? I, 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 I'm just assuming we'll have more time to work on it by then. <laughs> okay. You're great. <laughs> work on more um, book verbiage yeah. and um tomes etc Ooh, we haven't used that one yet tomes yeah. chapters mm-hmm. is good i don't think we've really gone into chapters we could do some puns based on volume and volumes there you go because yep. it's an audio format i'll just be louder <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants that yep. <laughs> all right let's head into the sunnydale stacks and open the books on faith hope and trick Mike, were you allowed to go off campus for lunch? Uh, it was like a senior thing, but okay. my high school was like nowhere near anything. Okay. And <laughs> I sucks. didn't have a car. So it was oh, like, no. 
I could just walk around the streets in the middle of the day. That That's not really weird. that cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like somebody's going to be like, hey, little boy, are you lost? Oh, no. That got creepy real fast. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't take advantage of it too often. Okay. How about you? No, there, no one was ever allowed off campus at all. Like, even you weren't allowed to, like, maybe stand outside. No. Just no. <laughs> they locked you in? <laughs> yes, actually, they did. because the, <laughs> No, they did. After um, Columbine, they started locking the doors okay. from the inside. And this became a huge thing with the school board. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have PTA. We had HSO. And okay. um, the students about, like, no, this is, like, illegal. Stop that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they Because we had students freaking out. And, like, I freaked out. Yeah. Um, they locked up the um, pay phones. We had pay phones so you could call your parents. Because no one had cell phones. Yeah, yeah. I'm old. But you weren't allowed to use the pay phone anymore. They really locked that shit down. Wow. Uh, speaking of pay phones, this is a digression. But I, I, I too, am old enough to remember not having a cell phone in high school. Um, and I, there was an instance where I had to call on a pay phone to ask my mom to bring me pants. So Why? Uh... <laughs> I did. I didn't mess myself. Don't worry. I mean, that's uh, obviously the first thing the I went first to. assumption you make. No, I was doing a show, Guys and Dolls. I was the drunk. Luck was not a lady that night. Oh um, no! Uh, oh boy, it was bad even by my standards. Um, <laughs> but no, I was. I was. I was doing a show, and we we're doing costume fittings. And somehow, I left my pants downstairs. I'm not sure if somebody like stole them as a prank or accidentally like put them with costume pants. But I searched for about an hour could not find my pants and so i had to call my mom to bring me pants to wear home and i just had to wear costume pants for the rest of the rehearsal day oh no yeah so i lost my pants that's why i stayed on campus i didn't want to lose them again yeah those marauding gangs of pants thieves (laughs) i had to call my mom in junior high to bring me pants Mm -hmm. because i did get my first period on stage while wearing a skirt in a scene where i had to lay down with my hindquarters facing the audience. What? Yep. What what show is it? It was an original thing that oh. our director wrote, but like I was supposed to be sleeping, but like he put my head upstage. Oh, um no. and I first period and like mini skirt and like called my mom, be like, You have to bring me new pants, and she never did. <gasps> And I had to go home and be like, what the fuck did oh you... Oh, my God. What the fuck? I told you. I told you exactly what happened. You had to bring this for me. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? 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 Did you think I was talking about punctuation? <laughs> uh, oh. The worst. Um, it's okay. I also made a teacher cry that day. Because uh, she was really mean to me. Okay. And I went to her in class and I was like... Uh, I need to go to the bathroom because mm-hmm. stuff. And she was like, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom during class. And I was like, you know, but I really need to go. And she's like, you think just because your mom's the president of HSO, you can go? I'm like, yes, that. I don't know. Any reason. Just let me go. And she let me go after screaming at me. And then I came back. And I was like, and that happened. Yeah. The first thing happened. And then I came back. And I was like, hi, now I need to go to the nurse. And she started screaming at me again. And then gave me a pass to go to the nurse who wasn't there. Oh, no. And then I came back. I was like, I need to talk to you. And she kept screaming. And I was like, no, I really, really need to talk to you, but I'm private. And she kept screaming from class and like boys all around me. She's like, what? What's the problem? What? And I was like, I just got my period. And she's like, for the first time. She screamed at me for the first time. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. And she burst into tears. <laughs> I, like, I can imagine. This is what you do for being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Instant karma. Yes. 
So Willow is nervous about going off campus <laughs> for lunch as a senior. Did they change the rule? What if she got in trouble? Uh, how paranoid she is that immediately this would after be me. She this would totally be me. Especially since they're literally just going across the street. Sure. And th- <laughs> I mean, this makes also makes my high school because we had a Burger King across the street. So like oh, if I could have left the campus, I would have wanted to go to Burger King. Mm-hmm. I mean, Burger King's great. Uh, so she has this to- podcast sponsored by Burger King, <laughs> right? Burger yes. King, yeah. Have a burger, why don't you? Chicken nuggets, the best. So Buffy set up a picnic. I like that they're sensitive to her broken heart, Aww, and they decouple, they uncouple. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Commence uncoupling. <laughs> uh, well, and it's funny because before they do that, I always notice like, wow, they're being so super cuddly right now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't usually see Xander with his arm around Cordelia. Yeah. He's not that dude. But then like. I feel like they purposely made them super coupley mm-hmm. so that you could be like, and uncouple. Yeah. Sounds like train cars. Uncouple. <laughs> uh, so this is a damn good looking picnic, right? Yeah. This is pretty elaborate for like a high school. A student. high schooler. Like, yeah, yeah, me with picnics, I'd be like, there is a bag of chips <laughs> and a bag of pretzels. Enjoy. <laughs> Which is kind of still how I throw dinner parties. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, do you have any like dip or cheese? No. You <laughs> no. get what you get. You like it. <laughs> Plain off brand ways. You don't care. <laughs> You don't even get the regular lays. <laughs> They're just called like laid. <laughs> rolled, roll, was it rolled gold? Yeah, rolled gold. Yeah. Can you say no rolled gold? <laughs> I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> you get Safeway. <laughs> um, also, random side note, mm-hmm. Buffy's hair, super cute this episode. Oh. And just really, it's very 90s hair with like mm-hmm. barrette, with like the flower and like yeah. Oh, I did notice that that super up. 90s flower in her hair. But like, I'm because I'm like a 90s kid, like mm-hmm. I will still wear my hair like this. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's so cute. It's a good job. <laughs> uh, so Will implies that we met Scott last year. Like, hey, there's Scott. Oh, he yeah. He asked you out last year. He did not. That character this we all know and love. Such a lie. This, and like, I always, this makes me like question myself of like, did we meet Scott? We meet is this Scott? the guy that asked her to Sadie Hawkins? No. And then there's just a flash of every a- episode and there's like Scott in the background doing something. Ew. He's been there the whole time. <laughs> I, mean, what, I feel like this is so manipulative on like the writer's part. Yeah. Like you want me to think this is Sadie Hawkins guy or mm-hmm. that random guy in the bronze that asked her to dance that yeah. one time. This is not that guy. No, no. no. Like you can check his credits. This is the first time we meet him. He just looks like a generic white 90s guy. He like all those other looks guys. looks like um, Ford. A little bit, yeah. It's, it's the, the ears. And the ears, yeah. He, he's kind of got the the like monkey ears. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that actor loves that comment. <laughs> he's got, got monkey ears. He's got little monkey ears. They're not like big, but they stick out. Okay. It's, I'm not, it's not like a terrible thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you remind me of a chimp. <laughs> so that night, a limo pulls up to Happy Burger not this the is, double meat I was palace gonna say, proto double meat palace <laughs> clearly have not perfected oh, god that mascot <laughs> that is the most horrifying thing in either of the episodes this week <laughs> that deformed giant burger eating monster <laughs> i always think those things are terrifying as a kid i really hated the super happy um people dressed as mascots in amusement parks they can hug yeah. you like you're too fucking happy i don't yeah. trust it and you do a lot of weird like not sign language, but like talking with your hands no, kind of stuff. That's you. just, it's not, nah, no, thank you. <laughs> so, oh my God, an African-American is fitting sunny. I know. They have to, they have to bring him in from out of town in a limo. That's the only way they can get somebody with any diversity. There was Kendra. Yeah. And now this is the only other person. Yeah. 
<laughs> Basically until like season seven. Seriously. Yeah, we like, get like one main character that's like recurring and then Ashanti for an episode. Spoiler <laughs> alert, Ashanti shows up. <laughs> and he, I mean, like I, I kind of appreciate the fact that he draws attention to it. Yeah. He's like, this is a strictly Caucasian town. Like yeah. it really, really mm-hmm. is. I don't even think there's an Asian in there anywhere. <laughs> if, if there was, it would probably be offensive. Let's be <laughs> probably, honest. Yeah. This is late nineties TV. There's going to be some weird, like, gongy music cues and just really awkward stuff that'd be the worst yeah Uh, so this is mr trick and while he's psyched to be visiting a polite town with a high death rate his cloven-footed (laughs) friend is only interested in killing the slayer old three fingers as i call him (laughs) three fingers (laughs) trick pulls the poor fast food worker into the limo to eat him are the fam's eyes always yellow wasn't that a season one thing that we ditched yeah maybe they're going for like since he's like a power, I don't know. Okay. I don't know why he's ye- why he has yellow eyes in that one. Okay. It would make more sense if uh, Kissing Toast had yellow eyes because he's like an old proto vampire. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't really make sense why Trick would. What's interesting about Trick is that he is. I mean, he's obviously written to be an antithesis to all of these like. It was written and foretold mm-hmm. in the old times. Yes. Like he's a modern vampire. <laughs> mm-hmm. He cares about not all about like, robes and amulets. Yeah, no, he's all into like. Um, he even talks like about you know internet capabilities mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I don't think they had Wi-Fi back then, yeah. but like. Well, fiber optics was the really big thing that he was talking about. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to th- like put myself in the shoes of people that watch these in order. Mm-hmm. Um, with David Boreanaz still being in the credits. Yeah. Obviously, he was in like a two-second flashback in the mm-hmm. last episode, so maybe when they see his name in this one, they're like, "Meh." Yeah, I don't. I Does don't that know. Spoil it, you think? Because I feel like yeah, it would have been like before most people would have been online, or at least online in the sense of like they'd be looking up stuff about a show, unless you were like a really early adopter. So I I don't know if people would just would assume that he's coming back or that he's just going to be reoccurring in dream sequences. Yeah, flashback. Yeah. I just I wonder like I wonder like oh it would have been nice if you'd taken him out of the credits so that it yeah was a and surprise. then put him back in yeah because yeah. I feel like by season three they probably had the budget that they could afford to make how two versions of the credits co- yeah how much does that cost just it cut would... out like those five seconds yeah of, that's of fine. David Boreanaz's little little nineties face so Joss the master of dream scenes has one with Buffy dancing with Angel at the bronze. Mm-hmm. Even his bright white T-shirt immediately yeah. like draws my attention. Like something's wrong. Yeah, because Angel's like, wearing white. Yeah, and like only white and really bright white. Yeah, that's not something's off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the way that the Scoobies are like just totally frozen. Yeah, it's like the um, it makes me think of like early video games where you don't have the budget to make the background characters move. Yeah, and there's just like a still guy in the back. Yeah, Buffy just doesn't have the bandwidth to like animate <laughs> them. Yeah. So Buffy's collada ring falls off her finger. Angel picks it up and squeezes it, squeezes it until his hand bleeds. Uh, his sword wound reopens, and he tells Buffy to go to hell. Yeah. He's all gross in the face. Mm-hmm. I like the the blood stain effect and the zombie makeup. Are both it's really pretty well good. Yeah. yeah, and this whole thing again. I, I think Jaws is great at dreams. I think this is mm-hmm. good. It shows like what your subconscious does to you when you're mm-hmm. sleeping. Like just messes with you yeah. and brings plays all of on your... the things mm-hmm. that you that are familiar and warps them in weird ways. Yeah. Buffy returns to Sunnydale high after a meeting with Snyder in which he makes her attend psychological evaluations. Mm -hmm. 
this is cute. You can see the resemblance in the Summers women and the way oh, yeah. that they talk yeah. to Snyder. Mm-hmm. Like, so basically, the school board is telling you that you can't do your job. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I love it. Aww. They're like they're like the Gilmore Girls. That's one I never watched. Yeah, you should uh, you should watch it. There's a uh, a fun podcast called The Gilmore Guys. Cute. Which is um, very similar in uh, in form to our podcast, where it's they watch episodes and talk about them, but it's just a couple guys who Cute. really like the Gilmore Girls. I always mix that up with Seventh Heaven. I've never watched either, and that's probably why. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, no no offense to people who are real big into Seventh Heaven, but I feel, I feel like Gilmore Girls has a little bit more substance. Mm. These were all on the same channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and all... Charmed was on the same channel. Yeah, it was That's all. That's the WB. only other show, only other WB show I've like. I never even watched Dar- Dawson's Creek. I yeah. just wasn't. It didn't appeal to me. Yeah. Um, so you did want to wait for your I life did. to be over. Yes, I did. That <laughs> I that I don't want my life to be over. So yes, I did. I would. I think waiting is good <laughs> um, for that. <laughs> but I did like Charmed. I liked it, but for very different reasons. You like the girls? Yes. <laughs> How did I guess? Yeah. <laughs> There's not much else to get into there. If if you're not like identifying with like the witch characters, like, or the, because one of them is like works for a newspaper, right? I don't remember that much about I don't know. magic. I was mostly focused on like more magic. Hey, Buffy's over. That's great. Let me go rewatch this other show with magic around the same time. <laughs> Now that Buffy is back matriculating, Giles wastes no time summoning her to the library. He needs details on Akathala's death to find him, I mm-hmm. guess, and make sure that he doesn't reawaken. Willow's enthusiastic to help with the magic, but Giles isn't overly fond of that idea. Yeah. I think this is, I mean, like, it makes sense for him to be asking about Akathala and mm-hmm. his death and needing, and wanting to bind him. They had to do that to the master. They yeah. had to do a special ceremony over his bones. Um, and I like the little just we're sowing seeds of willow and magic and Giles isn't really keen on down that. On, down on that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like the whole um, the bit about the clucking sound he makes. And yeah. Then they call it back at the he end of the jumps scene. Up like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I also like Puffy. He's just like, Giles, contain yourself. <laughs> yes, I'm back. But stop gushing. So. <laughs> well, of course, he was going to be British about um, it. He's always is. Uh, that night. Darlene Violetta is playing at the bronze Mm -hmm. and those of us who've watched season three before immediately see Faith dancing. Like it's just, she's just right there. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Hey Faith. Yeah. She's not like, she's kind of in the background. Like she's no, she's the first person I see. Mm -hmm. Why do I know Darlene Violetta? Uh, they wrote the theme song to angel. That's why I'm like that. The band, like when they had like a, the sign behind it was like Darlene Violetta. I'm like, I know that. How would, I am very bad with bands. Yeah. How do I know that? <laughs> I am not musically intelligent. You or took informed. the music IQ test? Yes. No, I'm not musically informed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not in sync, I don't know. <laughs> P.S. Watch more in, or listen to more in sync. Also watch their music videos. They're pretty great. Yeah, they're they're the best band of the last 30 years. Um, <laughs> one thing that came up in this scene is how many Angola sweaters does Willow wear uh, and own? She's very fluffy. She she has two different ones in one day. She's very, very fluffy. <laughs> it was like, it's just, just like she chooses a theme for each day and has two outfits. When I feel like the bigger theme for sweaters around this time, excuse me, was chenille. Oh, yeah. Like it just seemed like that was... Every time I went to Kohl's, because that's where I shopped mm-hmm. in high school, was um, it was just chenille everything. Yeah. 
So Scott Hope asks Buffy to dance. Mm-hmm. Cordy draws Buffy's attention to Sledderama. Um, which, I mean, Cordy's one to talk. I mean, come yeah, that's kind of pot calling the kettle black. Yes. Just because she's like in slightly different fashion doing something Cordy would have been doing before dating Xander any yes. night of the week. Uh, so she's dancing with a dude straight out of the 70s. Mm-hmm. Nice callback there. Yes. Uh, Buffy goes to save Mystery Girl, but it turns out that's the new Slayer. What? And she's got it pretty well covered. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember this differently. I remember that Buffy thinks that Faith is the vampire. Oh. I don't know why I had that in my head, but that's definitely not what happened. Well, her style looks a little bit like like she could a be vampish. like a, a, yeah. a vampire, like kind of like a a more uh, peppy goth look almost. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see why um, you'd remember. She's it that into way. black and leather and red. Yeah. Like that's I mean that's the their really calling dark card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about Faith? Um, I really enjoy. Uh, her in this season I mm-hmm. feel like she works really well for what they're trying to do she's not my favorite character and I feel like a lot of times when they bring her back they're not sure what to do with her both in mm. Buffy and Angel like it just seems like oh let's have a faith episode what are we gonna what are, what's it gonna be about I don't know it's just Eliza Dushku is free let's have an episode um, but I I like having kind of a, a mirror image for Buffy. I like the idea of having two slayers at once, which is kind of fun. Like they can trade off duties yeah. and stuff. And it leads to like some really good stuff towards the end of the season. So I, I enjoy Faith for what she does in, in the episode. As like a character on her own, I would not want to see like a Faith show. Okay. I'm a huge Faith fan. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's probably for the same reasons we've talked about Spike being a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. in season two was we need this character in all the drama Mm -hmm. in the show that have, you know, and everyone taking themselves so seriously. We've now lost Spike. We now now need this person that's going to make light of Mm -hmm. these serious situations and take enjoyment in the violence and take enjoyment Mm -hmm. in, you know, being a badass. Um, which I mean, which really was the role that Spike played. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I see Faith in that same role. I don't think she has necessarily the strongest acting chops. Yeah. When it gets to Faith is in the more serious scenes mm-hmm. when she's not when she is taking it as seriously as everybody else yeah. and she's either upset or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but when she's being like typical badass faith mm-hmm. um that just likes to kick some ass and have some fun yeah i'm all about it well that's what i i feel like didn't work for me as much when they brought her back on a subsequent buffy and angel stuff later on after season three is that she kind of almost became too much like angel and like the, the sense mm. of that she's almost like oh i have to repent because i did some bad things and it's like but i yeah, think you- that i thought that kind of made for an interesting dynamic of you know somebody that really understands where angel's coming from yeah my, my only thing is that it much like what you said like what you like about her is that kind of mm-hmm. almost carefree attitude and that humor when you're all about like repenting and stuff yeah it's hard to have those character dynamics so you're just she just came off as a little too dour when she came back in a lot of subsequent Fair. things to me. Yeah. And that, I mean, again, that's why I like her in season three is because mm-hmm. Buffy is often dour and yeah. depressed and she hates this slain gig and mm-hmm. she's so overdramatic with Angel and all just this Just because you had to kill your boyfriend. Right. And Faith, you know, enjoys sex with no consequences mm-hmm. and slain with no consequences. And it's not like she loves her life. She's has, yeah. She has a hard life and has had a hard life. Mm-hmm. But she's not 
she's not overly concerned with the big picture, which is not yeah. a great way to live, but <laughs> it's more entertaining to watch. Exactly. One thing I do want to note in this scene is that uh, Xander gives a steak to Buffy. Where is he hiding that steak? Down is he just, pants. Oh, yeah, always has a steak in his pants. Or is he just happy to see you? <laughs> you stole the joke away from me. I was going to say. <laughs> so later they're making introductions in the bronze. Mm-hmm. Faith is wowing them with tales invo- involving nudity and Baptists. She's got that line, uh, slain makes you hungry and horny. Yeah. Which will come back. <laughs> Cordy gets us all caught up. Kendra died. Faith was called. We get it. Yeah. Uh, I have a problem here when Faith asked Buffy who her hardest kill was. Yeah. This is like a major issue for me. Mm-hmm. I get that she doesn't want to talk about Angel. Yeah. Like, it's understandable. Yeah, who would want to talk about that? No, it's yeah. private. It's emotional. Whatever. You could talk about the master. Yeah. The master fucking killed you. Yeah. The three. It's probably the, the hardest one. The three sacrificed themselves after you ran away. Mm-hmm. I think... I think that's that's done on purpose so that people who are familiar with the mythology of the show, it's really easy for them to pick up on the fact that she is obviously Lying. giving like a complete bullshit answer because she's so thrown off by the angel thing. Yeah, if you if you if you follow the show, if you know who the three are, you know that there's no way that she would actually consider that the hardest kill after Angel. She's just so thrown. She's just puts out whatever name she can think of, which is fine. But I, I mean, I guess to me, I'm like, but there, that's like, that's like saying Moloch was your hardest kill. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> like, I mean, there's the Order of Taraka, yeah. there's the Judge, the the, the the three is just ridiculous. Stop it, <laughs> just stop. Although I, I do get fishmen. Could... I would more believe Fish... fishmen. Well, yeah, I mean, they got away. So See, there you go. There you go. It's rough. Fishmen. Um, well, there are these uh, teenage boys that turn into fish. It's like, oh, did you did you wrestle them naked? No, no. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just that visual in your head now. Yep. Thanks. That's. <laughs> I just remembered fish rape and <laughs> went to a bad place. Oh, you know somebody's made that art. It's somewhere. Stop. No. So apparently, Faith's watcher was invited to this watcher's retreat. Yeah. But Giles wasn't. But isn't he the only watcher that matters? <laughs> this makes no sense. I get that there's more than one watcher. Yeah. I get that. And they, they do other stuff like research things and look up things. Fine. But like, isn't but your like, main purpose he is to watch Slayer? quarterback. Oh my God. He is, he's your team captain, guys. Like, he's the one that, like, he's doing the shit. Yeah. He's with the only Slayer. And fine, there's two. Then you've got two quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. There's still the two people that are going to be, like, your keynote speakers. Yes. Like, I mean, what, and what you is you don't it? even invite Is him? it all just, like, the watchers that looked after old Slayers? I mean, died? I'm, I'm guessing he's just not really popular. Yeah. Like, it's a stuffy crowd. Giles has a questionable background Mm -hmm. so they're like excuse me you came from like "Mm, kind of a blue collar background Mm -hmm. maybe not really once you see his horse ranch no (laughs) once you see his horse ranch (laughs) no but you know like you're just not as fancy as us Mm -hmm. you only have two layers of tweed (laughs) not enough tweed (laughs) those suspenders those aren't tweed (laughs) They don't make tweet spenders. They do. You just aren't informed. 
Although this does bring into question if the Watcher's retreat is actually happening right now, because we learn later in the in the episode, it's revealed that like Faith's Watcher is dead. So the whole excuse about the Watcher being in the retreat is BS. Maybe the retreat's not even happening right now. But he never he knows the tre- the retreat is a real thing. Yeah, I'm assuming the only reason Faith knows it's a thing. Is because her watcher was invited. Like, why mm-hmm. else would this girl know about the watcher stuff? I mean, her her watcher could have just been like really talkative, just like, oh, and then there's uh, in August there's going to be the retreat. Oh, I'm going to go to that. It's going to be so much fun. But Giles, at no point during the show, leaves to go on a retreat. So I'm just saying they never invited him. Maybe it happens in and the same imply- Phantom episode that Scott asked Buffy out on. That one, the lost episode. <laughs> sure. We also get uh, a uh, a flashback to uh, Buffy and Ford hanging out. It's, yep. It covers all the bases all of things of we never saw. We got to come up with a title for this. <laughs> so people are going missing. The Slayers are going to patrol. After Faith has dinner, of course, with the Summer Gales. With the fam. I love how, how Faith needs to abbreviate every single thing. Everything. It's B and the fam instead of Buffy and family. As we know, I'm a big fan of pet names. Mm-hmm. So I like B or Buff as a pet yeah. name. And I like that it's something only Faith gets to do. Yeah. They do this a lot in Veronica Mars as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rob Thomas will talk about how like that was on purpose to draw extra attention to Veronica Mars' name. Yeah. But like, so many people call her by her full name, which I'm, I'm never going to call you by your first and last name unless mm-hmm. maybe you're in deep trouble. There like, are some people though that I do. There are certain people. There yeah. are two name people, mm-hmm. and like so, they go out of their way in Veronica Mars to call her by both names, or to every, or there are certain characters that have specific pet names that only they get to call her. Yeah. Be it V, Ronnie, um, Ica, Ica. Sure, I particularly like V. Therefore, mm-hmm. I like when people call when Faith calls Buffy B. Yeah, like similar sounds. If you're a ventriloquist, they're very close. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make it easier for you to do a crossover episode. God, that would make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll do it on like the next season of iZombie. It'll be a three-way crossover. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> that would be <laughs> my happiest day. iZombie, Ron Cars, and Buffy. Uh, I'm squishing <laughs> my face with happiness. <laughs> so many blonde female protagonists. <laughs> And gonna be an all zombie episode because Buffy never really got zombies. Yeah, yeah, she like had Dead Man's Party. That's basically it. and this dream with the angel. Yeah, lame. So Faith is becoming increasingly popular with the Scoobies and Scott Hope. Giles is increasingly inquisitive about Angel's death. It's all going on. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Clovenfoot guy, who's also Scarred Face guy, Mm -hmm. is determined to kill the Slayer. He implies that he wants Faith. But he'll settle for both of them, you know, if he has to. Yeah. This poor delivery guy. Do not be a delivery guy in Sunnydale. No, even in the daytime, you're not safe. No. I mean, I feel like being a delivery guy in this day and age, period, is pretty dangerous. Mm. Every time I meet a delivery girl, I'm like, oh, honey, (laughs) do you have mace? (laughs) I would not do this. Or a mace, like the medieval weapon. A mace would also be good. I also met a female taxi driver once and like. We spent the whole ride talking because I was like, yeah. I'm just so fascinated by you right now. I've mm. never, like, you're a white elephant. I've never seen you. <laughs> that night, Faith is having dinner at the Summer's home. Joyce thinks that Faith could take over slaying for Buffy since she loves it so much. Mm-hmm. Which leads to Joyce finding out that Buffy did, in fact, die. <laughs> and that's why Faith exists and yeah. is here. 
otherwise face would just be a normal high school dropout mm-hmm. way less cool yeah. than a dropout slayer so kids don't drop out of high school unless you're the slayer yeah then you know what eh, it's hard to do both buffy <laughs> has shown us yeah she had to die and kill her boyfriend to, to pull it off. Well, and like I said, she, you know, in terms of like the mayor's plans, she would have been a way more successful slayer if she'd been a dropout because she would have had mm-hmm. all this time and attention yep. to devote to just Lane. On patrol, Buffy and Faith finally dispense with the passive aggressive bullshit <laughs> and move towards real aggression. But then they're attacked by some vamps. Mm-hmm. Faith is more concerned with taking her rage out on one vamp than with teamwork. Yeah. I find this interesting because it makes me think about the times when Giles would be training Buffy mm-hmm. and he would criticize her for not staking a vamp fast enough and be like, yeah. it should be plunge and move on, plunge and move on. And at the time you're like, stop being a dick, Giles. Yeah. Like that's, I mean. But now you see an action. Now you're like, yeah. oh, I get it. Yeah. I get why. This is yeah. important. Yeah, because, yeah, if you're only taking on one vamp and you know you can take them, sure, you can take your time. But what if there are four vamps? Yeah, just get it over with yeah. and then, like, check your surroundings. So, mm-hmm. hey, Giles, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good job. Here's an extra layer of tweed as a reward. <laughs> Congratulations. This is a tweed brooch for you. I hope you enjoy it. One of the vamps attacking Buffy says, for Kakistos we live, for Kakistos we die. Oh, for what? And one for Kakistos. <laughs> Buffy misheard this as kissing toast. Yeah. Or taquitos. Either one. <laughs> taquitos are great are great. So maybe yeah. I would live for taquitos. <laughs> um I really enjoy them. I like the whole fight scene, even the kind of cheesiness of we live and die for Kikistos. Um, But there's one part that is kind of laughable. It's the one vamp who gets staked behind kind of Buffy's back. Just his death face of, oh, no. He looks he looks like Randy Macho Man Savage when he's dying. He's, <laughs> oh, I'm dying, brother. Uh-oh. I wish he had said that. That would have been great. <laughs> yes. Oh, why wasn't Randy Macho Man Savage on Buffy? <gasps> that would be such a good, like he would make a really good he could be cookistos that'd be fine oh yeah she scarred my face brother stop it what (laughs) keeping me out gonna do the rest of the podcast like this (laughs) okay now that's canon international title roundup that's great and um good (laughs) (laughs) we have a new theme Excellent. Um, if I had a good Hulk Hogan impersonation, <laughs> I could pull that out. I don't. Just be racist. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's sad because it's true. Uh, <laughs> so the, the whole kissing toast thing is like the number one thing I remember from this episode. Mm-hmm. When I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the kissing toast episode. <laughs> Jaws is going to call England and get the lowdown from Faith's Watcher. Oh, the line that I used to love a good kayak when he's talking about the retreat. Aww. I hear it's fun. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to go. I hear it's fun. Well, they have the, the urban kayaking in Chicago. So I know. if you want to see the river, I know. It's, a good it's, way. it's on a it's on my to do list. Yeah. Uh Buffy is sidetracked on her mission to talk to Faith by a conversation with Scott Hope, who invites her to a Buster Keaton festival. Oh. Who is that? <laughs> Buster Keaton? The silent I knew film you'd star. know. He's what? He's the silent film star. Have you ever seen the uh, clip of the old silent movie where there's a guy hanging off of a clock? Nope. Okay. Um, silent film, though. Okay. But not Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Okay. 
those are that's kind of like where silent film starts and ends with me charlie okay. chaplin but okay another one he's a funny guy i assume yes yes okay. it wasn't a a sad drama about a guy hanging off a clock <laughs> it could have been if it was made in sweden if, yes. if he had fallen and died or <laughs> impaled himself on the clock hands it could have become a tragedy oh. real quick oh i think that's pretty funny <laughs> so then scott hope ruins it by giving her a colada ring <sighs> shocked but the chances it to the ground i know like i mean okay friendship meh okay yeah sure i feel like these were only a thing in the 90s because of buffy but maybe i'm wrong (laughs) i thought it was a total buffy thing but well it was probably one of those things that you know somebody had heard about was big in like i don't know malibu at the time and then they were like oh let's put this on the show and then everybody did it sure giles finds out that faith's watcher is dead turns out that faith is staying at a super shady motel Oh, yeah. This place is gross. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, managed by a guy from uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David. I forget his name, but he was on that show. Okay. So, yeah. This, I mean, this just brings further, like, you know, the, the motel that Buffy was staying in in L.A. was not great, or the apartment yeah. building, but it was not this. Like, this, mm-hmm. I mean, she, just, she was just doing a really good job at yeah. being an adult at 16. Mm-hmm. Whereas Faith is more just kind of like, oh, I'll stay here until I get kicked out, and then we're off to another town. Where I can kind of flirt with the manager yeah. instead Ooh. of paying rent. Don't do that. Like, He's that definitely like, going to kill you. Yeah, that guy's like 30 and looks real creepy. Yep. Not not a good choice. Buffy confronts Faith with uh, the information about Kakistos, who decides to bail. Hey, does that sound familiar? Can't handle situation. Bails on town. Oh. Maybe. Snap. I went there. Yeah. Uh, so I really like Buffy's message to Faith. Rule number one, don't die. Yeah. You did a good job. You didn't die. I feel, I mean, I feel like that's valid. But yeah. like, you know, you you should get props mm-hmm. for surviving. Yeah. Good job. Take that, Kendra. But that's rule one. Where we, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. she died saving people or I trying know. to. But I feel like that's, it's worth it to give someone prop, her mm-hmm. props for that, for fighting. And then yeah. like, okay, but then rule number two is we're moving forward. Yeah. So Kakistos finds them. They escape out the back window and then hide in an old building, which, hey, mm-hmm. turns out to be a trap. It's a trap. I was yeah. waiting for that guy. I was like, where is he? <laughs> He's going to pop up. He, he hangs out with a uh, cricky, cricky, yeah, <laughs> kissing toast um, <laughs> because they both have weird hands. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hand me that pencil? No, I can't pick it up. <laughs> oh, oh, you should try to see him play in Battleship. Oh, oh it's so no. sad. You know, you just won. You won. I don't care. You won. I give up. Oh. Tries to flip the board. Can't do it. <laughs> so Mr. Trick takes off. Buffy stakes Kakistos, who oh, tells not her Stumpy. Stumpy. I just have a bunch of nicknames in my notes for him. Stumpy, Old Three Fingers, uh, Horsey Demon. There's all sorts of nicknames for Kikistos. Make me think of the character on The Flash that um, needs to name all of the new superheroes oh, yeah. and supervillains. <laughs> except, like, you'd be bad at it. <laughs> old Stumpy. Stumpy. <laughs> oh, like Golden Glider. Is that great? So Faith finds a random wood beam and rams it straight through him. Mm-hmm. A bigger stake. A bigger stake. I mean, it is. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't care for this effect. I don't care for yeah. the solution. I, it it, it does it, seem a little rushed. 
It does. I, I mean, I guess like it's for a show that is usually so good about finding smart, mm-hmm. clever ways to defeat the demon. And I get this is Faith, not Buffy. And mm-hmm. Faith just grabs a blunt object and rams it through him. Yeah. I don't think the physics of this would work. <laughs> um, but whatever. It's fine. Well, yeah, I just feel like it should have been set up more like because he's this big bad older demon he's tougher the the small stake doesn't work I, th- I feel like it would have worked better if there had been more fighting after he gets the little stake in him and it's like sure. oh man this guy is so tough and then they like kind of come up with the idea to like well let's try a bigger one and then do it yeah but yeah it's just like oh that stake didn't work use a bigger one okay boom done yeah um i i'm underwhelmed with conquistos as a mm. villain in general they rush through his backstory, you just kind of get like, he's, he's an old, old, strong demon. Like, well, yeah. well, so is the master. Mm-hmm. I don't, why is he not as strong as the master? Or mm-hmm. it just, he doesn't seem that threatening. You know, fate seems super scared of him, which just yeah. doesn't feel earned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Especially since like, she scarred him. So she obviously like did something right. Yeah. The, the, her level of fear doesn't seem to match. And then like, Especially if she can ram this fairly blunt giant wooden beam through mm-hmm. him. That takes so much fucking muscle. Yeah. That it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of Kikistos. Mm-hmm. So you would not live for and die for Kikistos? No, I, I would have meh for Kikistos. Meh for Kikistos. Meh. So after slaying, they're, of course, hungry, which I like as the callback mm-hmm. to. Slaying makes you hungry and horny. The council has approved the request for Faith to stay in Sunnydale, Yay. which is dumb. That's real dumb. You know yeah. why? There is a Hellmouth in Cleveland that is going unguarded. Also, um, they don't usually let like the president and the vice president on the same plane. Yeah. Don't have both your slayers in the same place unless no. like there's one very specific like we have a giant threat. We need both slayers. Toot sweet. Sure. That I mean like the the idea of like sending Kendra there because like Angelus was becoming a bigger problem yeah. makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But you should keep faith like in the there's more than one Hellmouth we yeah. learned like there's yeah. one in Cleveland. But I mean it's Cleveland. <laughs> Sorry, any Cleveland listeners. They're gonna take over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Mike. Oh no! He not... has to go protect it. But Kelly's glasses. What will happen to them? Yeah, right. They need a slayer. Yeah, those vamps. They would use those for. I. I don't. I, can't, I don't have <laughs> to any. see better. I have nothing. Sure. The better to see with Cleveland. <laughs> uh. Uh, so Buffy sees a parallel between Faith getting over her fear and putting her past behind her. Mm-hmm. She tells Giles that Angel's soul was restored just before she killed him. I like that on the surface, she does this to help Giles with his binding mm-hmm. spell, but you can clearly see, um, especially based on the amount of detail that she goes into, yeah. that she needed to get this off her chest. Exactly. And I like that. I like that she realizes, like, I need to let mm-hmm. go of this. Yeah. And I, I love that uh, with the reveal of There Is No Spell, um, how it was clear, like, uh, how Giles saw that, too, that she needed yeah. to get this off her chest. I don't think you knew specifically that that was what it was necessarily. Maybe that's what he suspected, but she, he clearly could tell like there's something she hasn't told us. There's something she's still holding back from all this drama. She needs to get something off of her, her chest involving maybe, maybe he just thought it was like her feelings about, you know, killing angel. Um, I didn't get that. I got that. He, he just wanted to know that like he couldn't stand that like Buffy was keeping something from him. I didn't oh, necessarily okay. get that. He, he felt that it was good for her, but just him being like, 
okay, what happened? Like, yeah. serious, this is the only way I'm going to get her to, like, huh. admit this is what really happened. Not to say that, like, I think Giles is an asshole. Yeah. Um, but he's just so clearly British. And, mm-hmm. like, especially the very first episode when she's just like, stop gushing. I'm I'm back yeah. in school. Yes. That he was just thinking, like, no. Well, what happened? Yeah. I'm going to investigate. Huh. I've, I've always read it the other way that it was, like, a much more fatherly thing of, like, mm. I, I knew you need to get this off your chest too. Mm-hmm. But of course he doesn't, he wouldn't say what his motivations are because he's too British. He's far too British. Buffy takes Scott Hope up on his previous offer of a date. But first she has to go to the Oh, mail. I get it. Faith, Hope, and Trick. Because his name is Hope. Yes. And this is based off 1 Corinthians 13, 13, the verse in the Bible that says there are three things that last, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Because his last name was Hope. It's Hope. Yes. Unfortunately, Mr. Trick's name was not Mr. Love. That would be perfect. <laughs> Although, I feel like there would be, ve- be a very different character. Mr. Love. Yeah. I mean, I also kind of feel like it's fitting. Uh, I could see him being named like Mr. Love. I'm like, yeah. He's, very, he's a very smooth vampire. I got it. <laughs> I think somebody's got a crush on Mr. Trick. No. No. He's just a very smooth guy. Okay. Just just respect there. So first, Buffy has to go to the mansion to say goodbye to Angel. Oh. She leaves her collada ring on the spot where she killed him. However, after she leaves, the ring shutters, there's a blinding light, and Angel falls from the ceiling. <gasps> oh, sweaty naked angel. Yeah, that is a very <laughs> accurate description. So what's the lesson in Faith, Hope, and Trick? You can't run from your problems, I, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's an odd lesson considering Buffy just got back from L.A. <laughs> um, it's just like, yes, she has learned this lesson, but like, this is a new lesson for you. So maybe like, be like, yeah. I, eh, this should maybe come from someone else. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I get it that it's like, um, and that's one thing of the things I like about the, the Buffy faith uh, relationship is that they both, kind of have things to teach each other and they've been mm. through similar things in a lot of ways even though they are both very different in how they approach life and they approach the, the whole calling of being a slayer so I think it's it's pretty appropriate that like the first lesson that they learn together is basically one of them kind of teaching the other one and then kind of realizing that lesson for herself a little more mm-hmm. uh, so in general this episode I feel like I'm always happy to see Faith I'm excited that she's joining us I'm excited for season three it's a great season but I, I just, I don't like Akistos, and I feel like he's such a lame victim for our introduction to such a badass character. Yeah. That while in general I like this episode mm-hmm. as a whole, I wish they had a better villain for it. Yeah, I just, I, it, I don't, I don't dislike Akistos in, in theory. I just don't feel like they gave him enough time to develop. Like, even if they had like introduced him at the end of like the last episode, so at least you got like a little bit more build up to why he should be scary. But because he only exists in this episode, and it becomes very clear, like oh, this is the guy they're going to kill this week. His the whole thing about him being like ancient and super powerful doesn't register, so it mm. seems extra lame. As yeah, it, and as compared to if it was just like a regular vampire of the week, they try to make him bigger, and that actually makes him look smaller. What they're doing is they're telling me he's badass and not and showing, showing yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, he never does anything cool. No. Like he he weirdly like touches Mr. Trick's leg in the limo, which is weird. It is uh, weird. <laughs> it's like, are you getting a little fresh there with Mr. Trick? 
and and then like he talks a big game about what he's gonna do to her, but yeah, you never see him be threatening. I or need powerful. him to scare me. If you yeah. like, I need you to do more than tell me he's scary. Mm-hmm. I need him to actually scare me. Like have him snap a neck or something. Yeah, like fine. Do something like that lift like, a car, like something. Show something these strong that not every violent. other vampire yeah. can do that tells me yeah. he's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my only big problem with this episode is it's a little overstuffed. So yep. stuff like Kakistos doesn't get that much time because they're introducing literally three recurring characters. Yeah. In this episode, um, plus a guy who dies at the end. Um, so it's it's a little a little overstuffed, but it's still a pretty strong episode and, and some nice introductions to the the characters that end up staying around for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's time to put Faith, Hope, and Trick back on the shelf and open the books on Beauty and the Beast. So have you read Call of the Wild? I think so. I, I don't really remember. I don't know. I think I always remember this being like a running theme throughout the episode, and you just get these quotes at the beginning and the end. Yeah, I mean they're nice bookends, but uh, I bet it doesn't. I thought maybe like you were gonna be like, yes, I have, and here's why it's super relevant to this episode. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just too much of like a city guy stuff about like how awesome the woods are. Like I get it, but it doesn't really do that much for me. So. It, these quotes didn't do that much for me. I thought it was kind of cool in the very beginning where it feels a little bit more mysterious. And if you're not super familiar with the book, you don't know where exactly it's going, but then it's just like, Oh, and Oz is in a cage. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, I guess that's cool. I just haven't read because it's one of those books that you read in school. And I feel like my high school yeah. did a lot of this where like the books that everyone else reads, I didn't read in mm-hmm. school. So like I, I, at this age now I'm like, Going back to some of them, like I just read The Jungle by Upton Sinclair mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Now you're throwing a barbecue. No, I immediately went and ate barbecue. You're not kidding. I <laughs> ate barbecue that night. <laughs> Got you in the mood. Nothing will make me stop eating meat, Mike. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Specifically barbecue. The best. So Willow is reading Call of the Wild to Werewolf Oz. Who... Or Kabuki Oz, as I like to call him. Because he looks... <laughs> uh... Like he's in a kabuki oh. theater production. His costume has some budgetary issues. Oh okay. God. Wow. Um, so he looks like a less threatening Ewok. He looks like <laughs> a a an extra from Star Trek: The Next Generation is wearing a fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Who is Principal Snyder's character? In Star oh yeah, he looks uh, like whatever Quark? the Ferengi. Yeah, Quark, Quark. I think it is wearing um, a fur coat. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because he just he has a kind of a wrinkly face with a snout nose, yeah. and then a fur coat. Yeah, Let's, I mean we'll be honest. He, he, you know what he looks like? He looks like the gremlin on the side of the plane in that one Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah. So and you thought that so, was the scariest thing? Like if you thought his costume. The first time we saw him as a wolf was bad. Whole body. Oh, Whole body. It only goes downhill from here. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, when we were on phases, I'm like, this is pretty good because it's going to get so bad. (laughs) And it still has that same problem with that first costume of it really just makes him look fat, too. (laughs) Because, like, it's like a bunch of fur, but it just looks like he's fat. I just think he looks like a stuffed animal. It just looks like a dude wearing it. He just looks soft. Yeah. he He looks cuddly more than threatening. Yes. Ugh. I do like that mentioning rabbits excites him. It's cute. I like it. That's cute. Uh, Buffy and Faith are patrolling in the cemetery, talking about Buffy's relationship with Scott. 
Buffy says all men are beasts. They're all in it for the uh, chase. Get it. Get it. I get it. Yes. If you want to do a drinking game to this episode and you haven't watched it yet, <laughs> every time there's a really ham-fisted, like, <laughs> men are beasts or this is wild or this is beasts type thing, or when they talk about it's a being a dog to love, just take a shot every time there's one of those and you'll be <laughs> No, you'll plastered. never make a thrill. <laughs> you'll just pass out so early. Oh. Uh, so smash cut to a dude getting chased in the woods. We don't see his attacker. The next day at school, we meet Pete and Debbie, Scott's mm-hmm. friends. I'm assuming, I don't know if it's Scott or um, the uh, Pete. Pete, but I think one of them, the actor's name is Fab Filippo, because that is the first guest star name. By the way, oh my. best name, <laughs> Fab Filippo. Filippo, Filippo, so I don't know. It's just, wow, that is a, that is that a is full great. on name. That is awesome. Bonus points for alliteration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Oz has a casual friendship with Debbie. He offers mm-hmm. to lend her his bio night bio notes. Buffy and Debbie are both seeing the school counselor, Mr. Platt. Mm-hmm. In the library, Giles and Xander are freaking out because a male student was mauled in the woods, but it couldn't be Oz, right? Because he was, because Xander was there in the library awake all was, night yeah, right super vigilant super vigilant immediately fall asleep he immediately fell asleep <laughs> he had planned this too yeah. like he he pretended he's like i've got books i've got coffee coffee yeah, yeah no out <laughs> he even uses the, the call of the wild as a pillow oh xander such an uh, turns out the window was open so yeah no this could have been oz no buffy has her first session with mr platt and i like this dude yeah she tells him that she left town because she was dating a guy mm-hmm. and Mr. Platt catches on to the trend and simplifies the relationship mm-hmm. um, and puts it in terms that we can associate with everyday life. Yeah. He changed, he got mean, but you didn't stop loving him. Mm-hmm. It really does perfectly sum up an abusive relationship. Yeah. I like this yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Um, this, this works a lot better for me than later on in the episode when it gets like little too close to home of being like an abusive relationship. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, but one thing I do want to mention about this episode, uh, well, this scene, I should say, I, I get why they do it to introduce the having a cigarette mm. later on for when he's dead, but they really introduce the school counselor. Who's a sympathetic figure as if he's a bond villain. Cause you just see his back is turned. There's a cigarette lit. That is the way you introduce a bond villain. Not a sympathetic character. He's supposed to be a red herring. Maybe, but then he's so sympathetic in how he's dealing with Buffy that it's like, Oh, well I thought he was evil at first, but then he's immediately shown to be nice. I guess you could, think it's like a double bluff i kind of get i guess i kind of feel that like you we're seeing him from buffy's point of view if she's nervous of going into this room she mm-hmm. doesn't want to talk about yeah. these issues at all and then it just turns out like oh no he's a really nice sympathetic yeah. guy so i just kind of feel like we're, we're coming at it from the same place she is yeah and this i mean i don't know in the 90s the cigarette doesn't necessarily mean you're a villain but no it's the the framing of it the, the yeah. fact that he is his back is turned he's in a chair at a desk Already kind of like a Bond villainy thing to be like, you know, back turning the chair and the desk and do the dramatic reveal. And then he just has the, the smoke out, out on the side. So you don't see him, but you see like a thing about him. It's like when uh, Blofeld's petting the cat. You don't see Blofeld. It's that kind of I gotcha. imagery that yeah. feels like 
exactly like a Bond villain to me. I now want to rearrange my office so that my desk is <laughs> facing away from the door and I can just slowly turn. Yes. I'm going to have a stuffed cat in my lap or Shelly, either one. Yes. Shelly would be the real villain. She'd attack you. <laughs> so sunset is coming and the gang sets out to find out if Oz attacked that guy. Poor Oz. He's clearly upset, but he can't storm out because it's time to lock himself up. <laughs> he just lock himself up. I don't know. I feel like this is a really good opposition to show to what to an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and a good example of like not men all not all men are beasts. Mm-hmm. You know, he is upset. He could take out his anger out on Willow, and yeah. even if he doesn't hit her, he could snap at her. He mm-hmm. could, you know, be like emotionally abusive. Yes, exactly. But he doesn't. He and, and I actually expect him to. Like he's mm-hmm. just you can see he's seething with this mm-hmm. with all these emotions and she taps him on his shoulder. I expect him to whip around and be like, what? And he doesn't. Yeah. She's like, Willow, I'm trying to storm out. You're making it hard. Aww. Um, so again. Hashtag not our werewolves. <laughs> yes. Uh, he doesn't misdirect his anger at her. Mm-hmm. So another reason to love us. Later, Buffy's patrolling in the woods and is knocked down by a crazed angel. What? Where did he get those pants? Where did he get those pants? I mean, really. I'm I'm expecting I'm, like a Kyle Reese situation where he just stole them off a hobo. Sure, but it's weird. Like they really made a point of showing us in the last episode, like he came back from hell sweaty and naked, and then like <laughs> pants. I I mean, like it does that doesn't it. It's not like I am bothered by him wearing pants. That's not the thing. It it's not. Stop making that face. It's not the thing. But it it is very weird that like you're showing me someone. That as opposed to Kyle Reese, has no, really no knowledge that he is a human being or semblance of speech and therefore would not have any shame about I'm a naked animal. Mm -hmm. So it's just weird that all of a sudden it's pants. (laughs) It's just weird. Maybe he was chilly. That's fine. I would have rather him come down from hell wearing pants. I I don't think there's any reason he had to come down naked. I mean, I think there are some people who would disagree. Yeah, like there are. But I, th- I think it would make more sense if he were wearing the same pants that he wore when he was killed, but they're like torn Ragged up. And yeah. yeah. That, then I'd be like, done. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that you go from naked to pants we've never seen before that fit him perfectly. <laughs> like he, just, he decided to raid the mansion closet first. <laughs> um, so they fight. She knocks him out. Meanwhile, at the morgue, Willow, Cordy, and Xander are trying to determine what mauled this dude. Willow carries her supplies in a Scooby-Doo lunchbox. Ah, the <laughs> Scoobies, so get it. I also just like, she's carrying like supplies to raid a corpse in this kid's lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Xander and Cordy are freaking out. Willow keeps her cool until she's all done and then she faints. <laughs> it's so cute. Buffy, who also has shackles in her basement or in her no, 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 no. She got them from the mansion. Oh, from the mansion. Yeah, that's where those. So came they were from. probably used for like uh, sex games between Spike and Drew. Yeah, yeah. or or Angel and Drew, yeah. Angelus and Drew. Sure. Yeah. Okay, that makes way more oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she chains up Angel at the mansion with those sex he, chains. With the sex chains, <laughs> he's looking like a crazy animal. Mm-hmm. Um. As you would in sex change. <laughs> Buffy relieves Faith of her Oz watching duties so that she can secretly research the hell dimension that Angel was sent to. I love the the punch 
Uh, yeah. That is hilarious. When she, uh, Faith is jamming out to her Walkman. Uh, show does <laughs> not date at all. It's a CD player. No, it's a portable CD player. It was still I like looked. A, that's still a Walkman, though. No, a Walkman is like a cassette it. player. They had Walkmans that were CD players. Is it a brand name? I, th- I think it's both a brand name and what... I knew people generally called that. Okay. Any sort of portable music player before MP3 players. Okay. Was a Walkman. Okay. I always consider Walkman to be cassettes and CD player to be CDs. But then how do you differentiate it from like... I still have my CD player. (laughs) If my MP3 player ever breaks down... And there are no more stores that sell MP3 players. And I don't necessarily have it in my budget to buy a new one right away... It's really hard to get on the treadmill without a, some music. Okay. Also, I don't know how to use my phone for that stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't get it. If anybody has any uh, IT support uh, <laughs> suggestions for Kristen, just uh, message us on the Facebook page. <laughs> how to get music on your phone. <laughs> I got a ringtone. Could you just listen to that over and over again? No, thanks. That's okay. <laughs> Although it, it, my ringtone is the theme song to The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. So I could last a while on that. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we're talking about the, the punch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. punch. Yeah. I like it. It's funny. It did make me wonder, though, why Buffy does not have more black eyes that often. Mm. Um, although I'm remembering when she killed Ted, they did bring that up. And she was just like, I don't. I heal Bruce, quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it must be part of Slayer stuff. Mm-hmm. Advanced healing. Uh, so the next morning, Giles wakes her up. Uh, why does he not care if she sleeps on Oswatch? He is real pissed. At, that is true. At Xander, like, you woke up. Arr! She then, could have fallen asleep, though, after, because when he shows up, they're both human. She could have fallen asleep after he already turned back into a human. Yeah, could have. You don't know that, Giles. She could have been asleep just as long as Xander was. Double standard. It is. He just loves her so much. And he hates hates Xander so much. much. (laughs) She asked Giles if it's possible for someone to return from a hell dimension. He can't imagine how, but thinks that if someone did accomplish it, they'd return as a monster. They'd be surviving hundreds of years of torture and would basically be just impossible to deal with. Bummer. He says, and this is important for the episode, mm-hmm. there are two types of monsters, those who want to be redeemed and those void of love. Willow says the tests on the boy's body were inconclusive. Ooh. So just a real bummer of a day. Yeah. <laughs> just, just not great all around. We also learn at lunch that uh, Scott's friends are just kind of assholes. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I just don't like these people, yeah. which is good. I guess, I mean... Yeah. Although, I mean, I feel like they could have made it, did a slightly better job of giving us more to, like, more reasons to like Debbie other than, like, that she's a victim. That's one That's one of my big problems with this episode yeah. is I don't like Debbie, mm-hmm. and I feel like I should, yeah. but I almost feel like this episode goes, this episode demonizes Debbie, and I'll go into oh, that later. Yeah, there's definitely a line where I noticed that I was like, that's kind of like victim blaming. Yeah, no, th- yeah. this episode does not like her. Mm-hmm. Buffy returns to the mansion where it doesn't seem that angels regain any more semblance of self. Oh, poor angel. The next afternoon, Debbie and Pete are feeling frisky. Ooh. They make out in a storage closet. Basement? I don't know where. I don't know. I don't, it looks I don't know like, if that was in the school. It looks kind of like um, what I would imagine would be where the school's caretakers would keep like 
the lawnmower. Uh, yeah. And like, if this weren't California, the sidewalk salt mm-hmm. and yeah. shovels and stuff. Uh, they So they make out where Pete finds an empty jar that upsets him. Yeah. And it's like, what is that? Well, it's clearly fucking glow paint. That's what it's, it is. Yes. It's, I mean, like that thing where people take, like, they break out the inside of highlighters and yeah. put them in a jar. Have you seen this? Okay. What? So your next party, you you take out the inside of a highlighter. Okay. You put it in a jar full of water and then you put a black light next to it and it uh-huh. glows. Okay. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> this is in a lot of frat parties when I was in college. Oh, a lot of guys. So I, I'm, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. No, it's class act. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, Buffy reports for therapy. She needs to talk about Angel's return, but someone's already gotten to Mr. Platt. We see the, the gag with the cigarette that he hasn't tapped out the ashes. I don't like that. It's like, oh, he attacked him so quick. He didn't even put down his cigarette, which a is not consistent with like how he kills later on in the episode. He's not that quick or efficient at yes. like attacking people. Yep. And B, that's just so dumb. Also, I mean, if you jostled his body at all, yeah, that ash would fall. Like, how do you disfigure somebody's face so wholly without like jiggling their arm? And also, like, if you look at his injuries. I mean, like, okay, he's scratched up, but like, nothing about that. This looks fatal. Yeah, or or if it was, it wouldn't be instantly fatal. No, no, no. It's not like he's got like a big spike through his head, so it's like, oh, he just no, threw that spike. I, in I his mean, head. he probably lost an eye, and yeah. then it looks like he's like bleeding heavily and like maybe crawling to the door, but not like yeah. instantly fatal. Yeah. Uh, so Buffy thinks it's Angelus, and I can see that. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. Not in his current animal-like state, but old school Angelus would fuck with your school counselor's mm-hmm. head, and that like I'm sure that's coming to her. Back in the storage room, uh, Pete doesn't need his jars anymore. He's pissed and goes all Mister Hyde. Yeah. Or all House on Haunted Hill with that effect. Did you ever see that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the fat, head. the shaking head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, done much better in House on Haunted Hill. That actually freaked me out when I first saw that yeah. movie. Uh, so he, Pete accuses Debbie of whoring around with other guys and starts hitting her, telling her uh, he's all she's got. So let's <sighs> let's talk about all of this because I think we both have lots to feel here. So obviously this episode is using the story of Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm as a metaphor for a physically abusive relationship. It's also mm-hmm. emotionally abusive. Yeah. This is a serious topic. I feel it's a super serious topic for a show that prides itself on being feminist. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do see how the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde story could be a euphemism for the way a guy seems to change mm-hmm. after you started dating him. However, we've already done that. Yeah. We did that with Angel Angelus, and mm-hmm. that was way better. Yeah. It was a lot more subtle, but you could still get the lessons. Whereas this, it's, it's, they hit you over the head with it. And Literally. then, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, and then, and then it's, it, but it's not even relatable because neither of the characters are sympathetic. And then, and then, not only does it not make her sympathetic, but then the characters on the show blame her, like they're like, yeah. "Oh, she was broken before we got here." Like, 
fuck you fuck you a lot like that's so not only is this redundant because we just saw that scene with mr platt where mm-hmm. buffy where he tells buffy like he changed he got mean and you didn't love him that's all i need that is such yeah. a more sympathetic scene then you've got this girl who has been mentally manipulated mm-hmm. and there's some classic lines in here that pete has yeah. that are like textbook emotional mm-hmm. abuse of like i'm all you've got who's gonna love yeah. you and then switching right around to the i'm so sorry baby forgive Mm -hmm. me you're beautiful i love you like this yeah it's a textbook case but the way our main characters respond to her of like what is this why doesn't she leave him how she's you know the implication that she's weak and Mm -hmm. that she's a broken person yeah they literally like say oh like she's broken in a way that's like well we're out of here yeah no need to like try to like help her in any way no she's just broken no because it's not like there's any sort of stockholm syndrome when it Mm -hmm. comes to being abused no sort of brainwashing or mental manipulation and no sort of like it doesn't just take someone being like snap out of it it takes years probably of therapy and support of you to come out of that and Mm -hmm. to have these two strong female characters just write her off is upsetting. Yeah. And I, I would have been okay with it if then they later on the episode, like address like, Oh, we were probably too dismissive. That would have been a really strong, because like that does happen. People who you think of as being, uh, uh, regressive or strong might sometimes, I, you know, unintentionally kind of blame a victim. And that's a, but so we never that's like get this. the, we never, there's nobody, that. there's no like word of wisdom from Giles being like, ladies, I understand you're strong and have never been, or I mean, yeah. Buffy's been through it. I understand yeah. you're strong, but like we should still support her and she may need more help than that. Like, yeah, no, you need the other side of someone being there for Debbie. And then we just never see her again. Yeah. So just fuck that bitch. Yeah. No. And I, I also like, I, it's weird that like, again, I see the concept here, the basic concept for the episode. I understand why as a feminist episode, you'd want to do an episode about physical abuse Mm -hmm. in relationships. But when you combine that, their attitude towards Buffy with stupid fucking makeup, just really bad makeup. And it's just, yeah. And someone who's not scary. Yeah. You can't take it seriously, but then it's like way too serious of an issue at the same time. Exactly. It's I, he need like, again, this is, we've already done this and we did it better. And jealous was scarier than Pete. I'm not scared of Pete. I don't believe that Pete killed Mr. Platt. And like, they are doing some textbook shit here. He, she's not allowed to remotely talk or look at any member of the male species. He's constantly Mm -hmm. jealous and accusing her of cheating. He isolates her like, yeah, yeah, that's all textbook stuff. Yeah. You know, I think might've been more effective aside from just generally like writing the characters of Pete and Debbie better. Sure. um, Is why not have it be Pete doesn't have anything supernatural going on. He's just an abusive guy who, who gets very violent. That would be so much more and interesting. And they imply that later, late at the end of the episode, they say it's like, like oh, it was, he, it was because he him. didn't need the jars anymore. It was just him. No, because no, like he, he still became a monster. Yeah, he That's he turned true. himself into a monster, and like, yeah, he wasn't under the influence of like a demon, but he clearly was not normal anymore. No, no, no. Physically, no. he yeah. had transformed himself. So there's no way you can even say conclusively like that didn't screw up his brain chemistry, and he wouldn't have been an abusive guy without it, which then also just makes like the whole uh, abuse parable even weaker because then it's like, 
oh, well, then it's not really his fault because it yeah. was the drugs he took. No, you're right. I think it would have been better if it had turned out like, this is just an asshole. Yeah. This is just a dude. Because mm-hmm. that, I mean, that really drives it home of like, this shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I think they're in this weird middle zone where it's at once too fantastical to um, take the, the serious stuff more serious. But, uh, and, and, and then also not serious enough or too serious to have the fantastical element. It's just in this weird middle zone. It should have either been much more abstract in a, in the way that the angel mm-hmm. um, version of this kind of story was, or have it be very little, like almost exactly how it would happen in real life. Yeah. In the middle, it just doesn't do anything for anyone. No. Later, the coroner ruled that Mr. Platt was murdered during the daytime. So Oz is off the hook. Meanwhile, Oz is meeting Debbie to give her his notes. She has a black eye, which she explains badly, mm-hmm. fell into a doorknob or whatever. Pete is jealous of this interaction, I think because Oz touches Debbie's arm at yeah. some point. Oz tells the gang the only common denominator between the two victims is Debbie. Mm-hmm. Willow and Buffy confront her in the girls' room where she's covering her shiner. She refuses to turn in Pete and starts rocking back and forth and saying, he does love me. And this is where we get the, I think we broke her. She was already broken. (sighs) Definite victim shaming. This is just, you know, look at this poor girl, look down on her and shake your head at what a pitiful woman this is. Yeah. Like not offering any sort of help to her. Just like, oh, you got to go deal with the monster now. Yeah. Good luck, lady. Yeah. Yeah, just it's so shitty. And like, why not have like have have Cordelia there and have Cordelia be like, you know, I'm going to go take care of you, which is also like a great Willow stay. Why does Willow need to go? Yeah, have have somebody stay with her, even if like for some reason you feel like, oh, no, we we want to have Willow so she can be there for when Oz is doing stuff. Okay, you have other characters. You have Cordelia doing nothing Nothing. in this episode. Absolutely nothing. She could have stayed with Debbie. And then that would have been a great moment for Cordelia where usually she's like the shallow one. Yeah, she's being sympathetic because, you know. She, at her heart, is a good person and mm-hmm. wants to help her. And maybe it could even be a thing where she is the one who is like, no, guys, you're being insensitive to her. There's so many that ways. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Ugh. This is, as it is, it's it's straight up offensive. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the mansion, Angel busts out of his chains and runs away. Back at school, Pete finds Oz locked up in the library and accuses Oz of touching his girl. Mm-hmm. Pete kind of hulks out. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. He... Yeah. Yeah, it gets just veiny and, and weird long nails. I don't like it. Yeah. They fight. The sun goes down. Oz turns into the werewolf. Willow tries to tranquilize Oz while Buffy mm-hmm. fights Pete. So he runs to the storage room. Debbie's there. Um, mm-hmm. They start fighting again because she he's mad that she told Buffy about the yeah. formula. Buffy finds the two of them. Buffy and Pete fight. Mm-hmm. And then Angel shows up. The other weird thing about this episode is that we have this really important topic Mm -hmm. about relationships and women and standing up for yourself. And it ends with Buffy needing a man to come to her rescue. Just another in a long line of weird, poor decisions. Not just any man, but like an abusive animal like dude that has in this episode punched her. 
I uh, uh, trying to fail, a swing oh and a miss. I, this is not. This was a bad, oh. bad. Some, the more we talk about this episode, the more I just realize how much I just like it. Yeah, I, before we rewatched this one, I was like, uh, it's just kind of boring, and I'm now I'm realizing more and more like the fact that it's boring is a huge problem. Yeah, because this should be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh man, this is. I'm getting really bummed out just the more <laughs> we, we talk about and really sucks. dissect this episode. Oh, man. Um, well, at least, you know, Angel looks cute when he's fighting. I mean, I it, it's it's this is a good way of showing us that, like, he's a monster and not quite sure where he is. Yeah. And he's kind of an animal. But as Giles said before, there's two types of monsters, those mm-hmm. that want to be redeemed and those that are incapable of love. This yeah. is clearly there's some part of Angel fighting for Buffy and fighting mm-hmm. for the real angel to come yeah. forward. So that it is a good way of showing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I get that they want, that's what they use this for to show. Not all men are, are assholes, but yeah. we have Oz for that. Yeah. That's Oz's role in this, in this episode. Cause he's, mm-hmm. he turns into a monster, but he's not, it doesn't have a monster of a personality. Yeah. Uh, so Angel kills Pete, he devamps, recognizes Buffy, and embraces her. The next day at school, rumors are running rampant. Did Pete OD on caffeine? Did he take his mom's birth control? That one, that one makes me laugh, because yeah. it's so far off. And, but it seems weirdly believable in the way, like, those urban legends that, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, that totally happened. And then if mm-hmm. you ever think about one of those as an adult, you're like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Nope. <laughs> That's, how would that even be a thing? So where was Cordy this whole time? Yeah, they like they you know put a little you know uh, lantern on or whatever. Yeah, where like, was I? Yeah, I, yeah. Where were I you? I was really hoping that in your research you'd be like, oh, Cordy was busy shooting blank this time. She was doing I, her Playboy centerfold or whatever. I, I didn't see anything. I'm sure it was probably something like yeah. that, but I I didn't find anything that specifically said like, oh yeah, this she was she out was. you know shooting her guest spot on Dawson's Creek. I don't know. Sure. So what's the lesson in Beauty and the Beasts? God only knows. <laughs> I mean, not not all men are beasts, but mm-hmm. yes, some are. Don't be in an abusive relationship. I feel like that's the kind of the lesson is, yeah, just <sighs> don't do that. But that's a shitty lesson. Yeah. Because that's not really a lesson. That's not how it works. No. The yeah. lesson should have been like, there is help if yes. you're in this situation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Bummer. <laughs> yeah anything else you want to say about this one um well to to pick up our spirits a little bit i do want to mention something that i found out in my research this version of the oz werewolf makeup um was known by cost ma- two dollars <laughs> <laughs> probably but you, do you know what the nickname for it was among like the makeup and crew people dust mop gay possum <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a possum yep he really, I really does. Gay, made I don't know what makes him gay. I think that's a 90s um, just like, thing. Just say insensitive. Gay. Yeah. 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 Very insensitive. But I do think that is a, a funny very way. Very much looks like a possum. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, absolutely. Accurate. Also kind of, um, there's like a type of monkey that has a face similar to that and like oh, the black yeah, 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 hair yeah. that sticks out. Mm-hmm. I went to the zoo yesterday. You, I wish I had remembered what the type of monkey that is. But Did you go into the hyena cage? No, I stayed out. Oh, good. They, they closed it off, and being the square, straight-A student I am, mm-hmm. I watched the signs, and I oh, didn't do good, that. good. I did see a baby red panda, and it was adorable. Oh, adorable. 
Um, so are you ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Okay, um, so this one I'm going to do out of order because the alternate titles I found for Beauty and the Beasts, not that impressive. Um, the French one is uh, uh, just The Beauties and the Beasts. So they <laughs> purelized. Uh, I mean, I feel you've got beauty. Debbie and Buffy and then Pete yeah. and Angel and then yeah. Willow and Oz. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I get it. It's not that different. And then German, just weirdly like kind of literal but not dr jekyll and mr hyde i mean sure yeah, yeah it's, that's, that's what it's based on but it's it's not directly those uh, germans are literal weird. yeah they like it um and then continuing on the uh, germans being literal bandwagon for faith hope and trick the german title is new friends new foes yeah yep. yeah that's I, fine that, i mean that does happen in sure. that episode i also think that faith hope and trick it's in and of itself is a weird title because it's mm-hmm. based off a Bible quote that has yeah. nothing to do with this episode. No, it's just like a funny joke of like, hey guys, wink, wink. Faith and hope and yeah. 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 It's like, a, it's a Bible pun. It's a little weird. Um, so I'm sure people like in Germany doing their German version of the Sunnydale stacks are like, oh, those weirdos have it based on a Bible quote. And I totally <laughs> understand that. Um, so the Portuguese title for Faith, Hope and Trick is Faith Comes to Sunnydale. Which I imagine is like the golden uh, books, you know, the kids books. That's <laughs> yeah. the, the version of this episode. That's how, it, how it's titled. Very Faith little toaster. To Sun- Sunnydale. Faith is a Sunnydale. Yep. Uh, but then my favorite one is the French title for Faith, Hope, and Trick. I, I don't, I maybe this is more of a big phrase there. I don't know. The new little sister. You know, that's season five. They got yeah. confused. Yeah, they're, they're jumping ahead. <laughs> um but like she's not she's like a contemporary she's not little in any way no i i'm as far as i know they're the same age yeah and and it's not even like a dynamic like yeah buffy teaches her a lesson this episode and sometimes she's the more mature one but it's not that their dynamic is never like oh you're like my little sister no 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 in fact it's almost the opposite when you get to bad girls and faith is totally like acting like a mentor towards buffy yeah yeah very odd very odd choice now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery <laughs> with this week's Slay of the Week. <laughs> I can tell, uh, listeners, uh, Kristen's face, she's not excited about this Slay of the Week. Mm, I don't have one. Yeah. They're all um, really lame. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that's that great. There, I mean, there's there's a couple of vamp stakes Mm-hmm. in faith hope and trick yeah but i mean mo- it's there's nothing exemplary it's yeah. just steak i i'm gonna give it to the one o-face vampire from okay. faith hope and trick yep just but that's more on the vampire's end than sure. like buffy's it's kind of a it's not even that that cool of a behind the back staking it's not like you know she's super cool like oh i didn't even see you there it was more like well, he's over there. I guess I gotta go stake him, and then gets back to what she's doing. But yeah, his face makes it worth it. I guess honorary mention to um, Trick killing all those fast food guys. Sure, but feel bad for them. Yeah, I got nothing because I honestly like I was, I, I we as we talked about, I don't like the Kikisto sleigh. Yeah, like, just the nerd in me, the physics of it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't like Angel killing. Pete for Buffy. I don't, I don't like problems, Pete's sir. kills. No, because 
Yeah. Because he's a dick. Yeah. And also like the Mr. Platt one doesn't make sense. Uh, physics yeah. is a thing that exists yeah, in this episodes, world. The, the murder is not making sense. No. I guess the only thing I could give it to would be faith going like crazy on that guy and like not yeah. stopping punching him just because I feel like that's a good introduction character to thing. the character. Yeah. And I, I, because faith and, or excuse me, Buffy and Giles have that background of Giles being that voice yeah. of like plunge and move on, plunge and move on. It, it makes me smile when that yeah. happens. Like, Oh, the tables have turned. I just thought of something on the subject of, uh, kills not making sense for, uh, Mr. Trick. Killing that pizza delivery guy. That's a bad idea because they had to order that pizza. Yeah. So that pizza place knows that like that pizza guy never came back. They probably have in like their computer, even if it's like an old DOS computer they have over there, they have the address that that guy was supposed to go to. They're going to have the police on him. Even though I know like, yeah, they're vampires. They can take it. Why would they want to attract attention? The only thing that I kind of retconned this in my head um, yeah. was that it's so common for delivery guys in Sunnydale to go missing <laughs> yeah. that you just kind of like shrug it off. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, another one's gone. A vampire. Yep. Darn. They just think it's just this like, they keep walking off the job thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to steal these pizzas for myself. Score. Yeah. <laughs> they, where they're really screwed is the drive through guy because there was somebody else in that kitchen watching. They've got witnesses. Probably, I mean, but I mean, I doubt they're gonna like take a, a license number as long as it's not like one of those places that would have security cameras. True, they should be fine. Right. It's probably a rented limo. Yeah, who's driving that thing? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming another vampire. Otherwise, <laughs> like that's a limo company with real liberal policies about <laughs> what their uh, clientele can do. Also, can we just talk about a limo pulling up to fast food? I mean, you've got the money. That seems like something that happens a lot on prom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, and join us next time when we dust off Homecoming and Band Candy when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. It's the Mike Show, and I'm doing my own solo podcast, talking about feathers. Feathers are cool because they make birds fly. Oh, sorry. Why feathers? Why did that come up? <laughs> I just saw something with feathers on it. Come back on the solo Mike Show. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about fire trucks, how they're uh, red, and they have those sirens. Those are cool. The big ladder, that's all uh, very useful. Hoses, they have those. <laughs> Uh...